0: Welcome back for part two of my honest conversation with my spiritual crush, empowerment coach, astrologer and tarot reader, Natalia Benson. If you haven't listened to part one, that's okay. But if you do have time, I suggest you start there. If not, let's pick up directly where we left off. Natalia and I were talking about how social and digital media gives women power to share our stories and heal together.
1: And, and I come from so much, like so much fucking suffering. So it's mm-hmm. like, that's what is just amazing to me because to live more clearly and, and in my purpose and fulfilled and doing so well on every, like legitimately doing well on every level, I wouldn't fucking say that if it wasn't true, I know And I'm, I know I'm not a mean. very boastful person, but like <laughs> it blows my fucking mind sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and I only share it because I want everyone to know that there's a light at the end of the fucking tunnel. Like there is a light at the end of your deepest fear. Like there's a way out. And I mean, that that to me is just what gets me so excited about this digital world we're living in right now and the, the, the social media, because we can share our stories and make someone breathe a bit easier. And to me, that's the point like, that's, that's like, what, It's literally you know?
0: like you're reading the feedback I've had <laughs> verbatim because, you know, women are writing to me and saying, I I just am breathing now, you know. Yes, and again, God. it's a mission thing. Um, and it's been truly such an honour to explore self through my own stories, you know. That's been hard at times because, you know, I have such a, um, you know, my husband, Tony, I care for him so deeply. And so we, when we put our stories out to public forum, I think that's really difficult because he he hasn't subscribed to this. Do you know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> yeah. not his podcast. It's not his choice. So you try and be very careful with it. But, you know, I've had a lot of people say, like, you're so refreshingly open. And what I'm just getting from what you said, which is so, it's like you've been able to articulate what I've been feeling is I'm not sharing for um, dramatic impact. I'm sharing because I've processed my stories. So while they feel expansive and heavy to you, at times, of course they do for me too, but I share it now because it's not a thing. It's just like... I've processed that, I've healed that, and now I can actually talk about that. It doesn't mean I don't still cry.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're emotional gals.
0: At the drop of a heart. Um, You know, and there's certainly women in my life that I am now getting closer to, you know, because it's like I've shown you mine. And so there's that beautiful thing between women where once you show them yours, they, you know, they want to give it back, you know. And so it's like giving people permission and, and safety yes. to talk about their stuff judgment-free, yes. you know? Yes. Um,
1: and like, how much do we all need that? Like, I think we we're also coming out of like many, many eons of just lots of judgment and repression. And, you know, it's still very obviously prevalent. And, um, but to even have like a small part of humanity, like just being willing to have these kinds of conversations like you and I are having to do a little bit of work to, to sit down and breathe for five minutes in silence, like, you know, whatever, like that makes it possible for everyone. And, um,
0: and yeah, I just, I love that so much. And when you talk about relationships Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and also rebellion, Mm -hmm. and I raise that because you spoke recently on your podcast about a breakup, and a difficult relationship. Mm -hmm. And you shared that you've perhaps rebelled against intimate relationships because you've been so focused, and I loved this, so focused on filling up the total space of your potential as a woman. Mm -hmm. I was like that. Oh, my God. That just made me (laughs) sad. It was so powerful (laughs) to me as well. Um, But what advice do you have for women who are on their career track, Mm -hmm. And perhaps they find it difficult to make space for love, but also to truly be loved because Mm. we are, not all of us and not all of the time, but I feel like as I'm talking to women, we have a lot of walls up. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I was actually talking to a colleague and a friend of mine before jumping on here with you and. We were saying it's so hard um, when someone sees you fully and you kind of want to retreat and shut down and shut out because you're like, oh, my God, like you're looking at me in a way that or you're saying things about me that you shouldn't know because obviously we're just energetically connected and you can feel it. But, like, what advice do you have for women who are perhaps subscribed to that career ambition narrative, I guess, and how do they let – let love in and, and by love, I'm, you know, I do mean intimate relationships, um, and have them be as important in their lives as their jobs, you know?
1: Yes, babe. Okay. So this is like my specialty because my twenties and I've been obviously coming from quite a lot of wounding and, um, darkness, all the things and having the most challenging time, In relationships. Well, my instant reaction to that was like, well, I'm just going to become powerful in my career. I'm just going to make all the money. I'm just going to get accolades. I'm just going to build this powerful fortress around me. So you can't fucking hurt me. And you can't say you like, I don't fucking need you. Like at first it was coming from that place. That's a wounded place. That's a, that's a contracted place. And the universe will only send you shitty relationships and and ego breakers and ego bruisers, because all it wants you to do is break open that narrative and let love in so if you're in a space where that's your story and or maybe it's a little less extreme but you just don't feel open and you're like I don't need a man I don't need this or whatever or a relationship I I invite you. This is something I work with because I most of my clients are like powerful women, like big careers, big trajectories, and th- so they have. We have a lot of masculine energy inherently because that masculine energy is that penetrative, active component that helps us to delegate, that helps us to manage, you know, like manage people, that helps us to, you know, work like incessantly. And we've kind of. I always like. I have. I've. Said a lot in my work that I feel like as women, we've been raised to be like little men. Like we haven't really been raised to embody embody our feminine and to embody our softness because that like, I remember when I was about 18, 19, I was doing a lot of modeling and I cut my hair off. And I remember having the clearest thought where I told myself, it's not safe to be a woman. And I want to be, I want to look more like a guy. I don't want guys to pay attention to me. I had been abused when I was very young, so I really carried that. I think when I was 19, 18, 19 is when it really came back to, like, haunt me, and my 20s was the period of working through all of that, but what I realized is that I had created this story that being a woman wasn't safe, so being more in my masculine what I like to call as an astrologer, more of my Martian energy, my Mars energy, that to me felt safer. But then I was just hitting my wall again, hitting my head against every wall, calling in the most toxic relationships, Mm -hmm. calling in people who were just at, on a soul level or on a deeper level, were just trying to get me to wake the fuck up and balance myself back into this Softness and to understand that in my vulnerability I'm safe. Um, that's a concept I learned from Marianne Williamson the first time I ever saw her speak. She talks about how vulnerability is the ultimate safety. And as women, like that is our that is like I can't even put words to how beautiful it is. In our softness, in our vulnerability, in our willingness to be open. Like, I mean, that to me, that's where our power is. Mm. Like I only stepped into my power when I learned that my feminine side was safe, that it was safe for me to be gentle with not only other people, but mostly with myself. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to be like whipping myself into oblivion to get this particular thing or to get these followers or to get this or to get that or to get the money. It was like, when I started to tap into this, like my basic essence, which is like softness and love and lightness and just flow. It was like, everything began, Alison, like everything Mm -hmm. began from that space. So I know that was a little bit wrong about way to answer the question, but I really, invite powerful women back into the safety of their feelings, Mm -hmm. back into the safety of expressing. And this is, look, this is not something I've always been good at. It's something that I only recently captured from so much study and so much trial and error. But really, um, there was a woman I was following for a little while, I connected with some of her teachings, but some of it, I, I think that's with everything. Even people listening to this today, some of what I say or what you say, they're going to connect to, and, and they can bring that into their lives if there's stuff that doesn't resonate, just fucking throw it on the floor, put it on the cutting room floor. You don't like, I I always tell people, I'm like, don't fucking troll me. Just (laughs) like, if you don't like what I say, like, just, just leave it. It doesn't Turn the program off. Yeah, just like it doesn't apply to you. Like, unfollow or, you know, open a conscious conversation with me or let it be. I'm just sharing what I've explored and experienced. And that's all anyone is ever doing, right? Like, it doesn't mean opinions are opinions for a reason and perspective is perspective for a reason. It's the insight that we cultivate off of our own experience. So for me, when I started studying this particular teacher, she talked a lot about just calling women back into their softness. And for me, like you had mentioned earlier, I felt relief. I felt relief. I was like, oh my God, I don't have to hold everything. Oh my God, I can express my feelings to my man. Oh my God, I can ask for what I want during sex. Oh my God, I can receive I can let people help me oh my god I can let my shoulder like I've always had like crazy shoulder pain and like just shoulder intensity because I always tell everybody I'm like because I was just holding everything was like atlas fucking shrugged like just Mm -hmm. holding it all and like that's not what it's for like ask Mm -hmm. your man to hold you ask your friends to show up for you like lay on the floor and fucking ball your fucking eyes out like do what you need to do to connect to your feminine essence once again because that is what the the world needs in my opinion right now and as women that is the saving grace for our relationships and that's the saving grace for us aligning with ourselves again is like to stop ignoring and depleting and deflating what we are which is like these remarkable fluid feminine beings like that's Mm -hmm. why we're here you know And, and and that applies to anyone it doesn't matter your gender if you align more and you feel more in flow with the feminine like fucking celebrate that if you align more with the masculine and that's working with you, celebrate that. But if you're feeling imbalanced, if you're feeling depleted, if you're feeling like shit, I want you to consider bringing more of the opposing energy into your life. And that's like Mm -hmm. to get a little esoteric, like that's like alchemy like that's like some old wisdom like ancient shit like it's been around forever you know but it's like I think in a modern world it helps us because we need to figure out how to not need to figure out but I think it's important that we take in like this wisdom right now because I think we're suffering and we don't need to because it's all everything's available to us you know what I mean so
0: it's so interesting to hear you say that because when I reflect on my relationship and my marriage, you know, I've been sharing more of that, I guess, publicly, right. And I've had women write to me and say, where did you meet Tony? How did you find Tony? And you and Tony seem to be so in love and, you know, is it real and all of that stuff. And I've been really reflecting on, my marriage actually because I hadn't done that a lot and really what I think about now is like he was the first man that saw me yes truly saw me and I guess allowed me to lean back you know because I've been such a driver in my relationships before and in my career I'm such a driver and so part of the beauty of our relationship is I am truly in my feminine with him. Mm-hmm. So I'm all of it. I am princess. I am, like, needy. I am um, <laughs> clingy at times. I'm very affectionate. Like, I have to be touching him all the time. You, know? <laughs> you sound like me. Yeah. Oh, it's um, So I'm in the bed. It's like I always say if you picture two people um, running one behind the other, <laughs> that's kind of how we are in the bed because – it's like I have him over me all the time. You know, it's this weird thing where being sort of like env- like en- enveloped, is that the word? Like he's like, yeah. I've been rapting his love, you know. Yeah. And I hadn't had that in past relationships because I didn't, know myself I didn't trust myself and it's so hard because you you're like do I give you this do I give you all of me do I open my heart to you because what are you going to do with it you know and so I do feel extremely grateful to have found that big love you know where he he holds holds me and holds my stuff oh Um, that
1: just like explodes my heart because it's I feel that so deeply and that is so exciting to me because that is like exactly what I'm calling in in my life right now and just to hear that it's possible it makes me feel so elated because babe like that is what that's what we deserve like I was talking about that energy of deservingness whatever you think you deserve you're right on every level, oh so, you know what I mean? So like, even in the realm of relationship, if you think you deserve the guy that you have to be doing everything and he kind of treats you like you're a flyby, if you think you deserve that, then that's what's real for you. But if you think you deserve something more and you can know that you deserve something more, that's what you get is like exactly what you're describing. It's like something as women, I think in our deepest core, like even as powerful, ambitious women, we want to lean back. Like we're we're receptive in nature. And I think we want to feel safe. Like Tony Robbins, I was listening to like a snippet of something he said once, and he said that like women are like the prey, like we get preyed upon and that there is a sense of feeling where we can feel very unsafe in the world. And that is, like to feel like you can feel powerful in yourself expressed in yourself and then to have a man Mm. reflect and just hold that space. That's because you decided you were ready to do that for yourself and you've called someone in who was like, yes, I want to like honor you and hold you up in that. And then I'm sure of course it's an ever evolving journey and process, but to have (laughs) that reflection is the ultimate. And I think that that's what so many of us, are, are seeking and wanting so deeply but it's like calling in and holding that space in ourselves that's so important.
0: I expressed to Natalia that one of the hardest things to overcome is the stories we tell ourselves about ourselves. In our pursuit of perfection our internal dialogue can be mean and cruel. While any mistake we've made is in fact a lesson we needed to learn it never feels that way. I asked her how we can start forgiving ourselves.
1: Yes. Okay. I love this so much. And I just love that everything you're asking. Like, like I said, it's like exactly things I've been exploring and really taking in recently. And it's amazing. Um, okay, so I had a funny experience recently where I like said something to like a very powerful person and they had a bit of a reaction to me, but they like kind of let it go. I didn't it was sort of like an it was very benign. It was like an accident and sort of like, I have Mercury and Aries, so I can just like say, like, just really joyfully and s- like in a silly, playful, childish way. And I was like, oh, well, and I said this thing. I'm not even fucking say what it was. It was like embarrassing. But <laughs> they were like, oh, okay, and kind of looked at me, but then they like let it flow. And I remember I got in my car and I felt like my heart was broken. Like I felt ashamed of myself. And I was driving, um, I was driving on the PCH and I was like going in and just going in on myself. You know, those moments where you're just like, oh, like blah, 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 blah. An attack. It's an attack. You're you're breaking your own heart. And I stopped myself and I was like, I forgive you. I forgive you. Like, I forgive you. This is so not a big deal. Like, did you, what did you mean by what you said? And I said, well, this is what I meant. And it was coming from this really deep like place of wanting to connect and being silly and like loving and and I said you know where you were coming from I forgive you it's okay and that woke something up really powerfully in me and every time I'd start to feel that heartbreak come on of that attack mode, I'd say, I forgive you. I'd go in front of the mirror. I teach mirror work a lot with my clients. And in my work, I go in front of the mirror and I'd be like, I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. I love you. I accept you. I forgive you. The more I feel like we can utter those words to self, I think it helps. I have, I don't hold grudges with people, but I never forget.
0: You know, and I've. that definitely... I'm in the worst. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. well, <laughs> you know, cancer, cancer is well yeah. well. Our yeah. emotional memory is like is profound. I
1: know, and I've dated so many cancer guys, and later on, they're like, all you already did this." I was like, "I know, but I love you. I'm so sorry." So it's like it's always like this. It's a good reminder, like, to remember forgiveness of self. It's the mm-hmm. first place to go
0: and such great practical advice because it's like just say it just tell yourself you forgive yourself and let yourself up
1: off the proverbial mat you know what I mean I'm always telling myself that I'm like let yourself up off the mat sis like you did your best and even like when people if I get like a like an email from a client that's not happy or a comment on Instagram or just something. I just instantly go to that place. I forgive you. I'm doing my best. And I always take, and this is just a side thing of like a success principle, but I always take full responsibility for whatever it is. And I think that that helps like whether it's something you need to forgive yourself like with an, uh, something small or big, like can you just take responsibility for where you can and just forgive the rest? And I think that that creates a really big reverberation in your life and your consciousness when you're willing to just accept yourself, take accountability and responsibility, and then extend forgiveness. Because even in the most challenging of, of situations with other people, when we're being asked to forgive someone that maybe we don't want to, where can we take accountability in our own experience um, and just try to move through it? Because when we don't forgive, and this is like the reason I brought up the whole concept of forgiving other people. Cause like I said, that hasn't always been, I used to be the queen of the the conversation replay in my head. And all of a sudden I'm like fist clenched and like angry for no reason, heart like on fire. And I'm like, Whoa, what the, who the fuck was I just talking to? You know? And then I was like, oh, that's where that, like that, that grace of forgiveness comes in because Mm -hmm. it's not affecting that person or maybe it is. I don't know. It's, I have no idea. All I have right now is my own thoughts. So how can I tune in and turn on? And say, you know, what can I do for myself in this moment? Can I offer forgiveness to self, accountability to self? And then can I forgive this other, this person or this situation? Mm-hmm. And even though that's hard and it's a hard concept to traverse, because there's a million, you know, different examples and different situations. But I think working with that energy with self is 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 very powerful and can be very liberating, like I'd said earlier
0: totally what's coming up for me when you say that is like one of the things I didn't expect about putting um I guess content out and conversations to a public forum is the level of real-time feedback yeah. you know both on Instagram and on email but also in person and you know it's been joyful because I've had these incredible women stop me in the street you know and say oh my god I listen to your podcast and you know, for every um, 10, there's one that will say, I didn't like this person, or I, th- I think you can, you know, yeah. m- the quality could be better, or, you know, I was really surprised by this person. I thought I was going to like her and I didn't, or mm. maybe it's the opposite of that. And, you know, when you talk about also saying to yourself, I'm just doing my fucking best, and, yeah. you know, I've been trying my best to, teach in the moment as well without wanting to sound patronizing but Mm. really challenging women and saying like I appreciate that you're even sharing your feedback because we don't do that enough Mm. but also I asked you not to sit in judgment with this you know what I mean like you were saying before if this isn't for you then turn the station off and go to something else but like the fact that there's a woman here who's a Agreed to be herself and her stories like it's not for us to pass judgment on those stories or if she isn't as cool or evolved or whatever it might be that you thought she was or we're all doing our best you know and because we put ourselves out there as these personal brands I think sometimes it's scary that you're like do I live up to my ex your expectation of me you know and I've been doing that a lot of just saying like You know, I really appreciate your feedback and I'll definitely take that on board, but we're just doing our best, you know, and the fact that we're doing it and giving it is enough, you know, um, because there's great there's bravery in it. Um, but, but I hope that for the times I have done it, it has been a moment, um, and an entry point for self-reflection for people, because it's like, I've been called on my shit so many times in my life and they're the moments that I learn, you know, and I really change. Yeah. That's oh, the real. Comment. Yeah. yeah so, um, so I appreciate the advice actually because I think it helps all of us talk to ourselves yeah. better, but also not to be in and pass judgment for what other people are believing, creating, doing, the way yes. they to live their lives. So I think that's really important. Um, that is a very good segue actually into. The question I have for you. Back on judgment, it's been confronting at times how many people have met my exploration of self and spirituality with a somewhat condescending tone. I think we will always criticise what we don't understand because doing that makes us feel less exposed both emotionally and perhaps intellectually. I wanted to know from Natalia how she deals with patronising comments about her line of work. Her answer gave me a lot to think about.
1: Oh my God. This might sound crazy, but no, Mm -hmm. I don't get, but you know what? I think it's because I hold it so true. Like I hold it so powerfully. Like I don't give anyone an option to judge that in me because I'm like, that would be like me judging like your choices. And like, Mm -hmm. I just don't care to do that. And, um, like I'm I feel very fortunate. Maybe it's because I live in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um I don't know. Mm-hmm. It helps. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? Here's the thing. Actually, I want to reframe that a little bit also. I am of the mindset and the school of thought that I don't really share things with people that I feel it will trigger them or that they will judge me only because, in my opinion, I just feel like maybe like they're not ready to receive like who I am or how I am. So as a respect to myself, I just don't, I don't need to, nobody needs to come over to like this side of the fucking pond. Mm -hmm. Like I don't need anybody to validate what I'm doing or discredit what I'm doing because the place that it's coming from is so deep. It's just what I am. So I don't really, if I think that there's someone who could be triggered by it, I really just don't bring it up as any sort of subject. If they want to ask me about it or they're inquisitive, I'm so happy to have a conversation. Um, But all in all, they usually aren't because they Mm want to see the world from their guys and they want to see the world from their um, you know, perspective Mm. and I'm not here to change anyone's mind. I'm just here to, like I spoke about earlier, like if you're ready and you want to live differently because maybe the way you're living, isn't working for you. I can share what it, what's worked for me and you can take it or leave it. And that's always been my mindset around this work is like, I, like, (laughs) it's not like a, I don't really, I could never imagine myself being, um, you know, needing that validation like i'm grateful that i receive it from the people who understand but i don't need it because this is just what i'm here to do so i think that when you know yourself and you feel empowered in self in a strong way you make choices on who you share things with. It's just like, if you have a huge dream and something you're so invested in, you don't go talk about it to your friends who are typically complaining and negative about how life isn't working and how they're angry or whatever. If you're having relationship struggles, you don't go to your friend that like, you know what I mean? That is like, in it worse than you are. Like you want to go towards people who can enrich you and empower you and lift you up and encourage you to evolve versus people who maybe just want to stay comfortable. And, Mm. and I even had to make a boundary with my family for a little while when I was first developing and feeling very delicate. I had to, like, I, there were times where I literally had to say to my mom who I'm deeply close to, but I had to be like, Hey, like I, I love you, but that hurts and I'm I'm complete talking about this for now. Or if you don't have something supportive to say, then I like no thank you. Like I don't I'm not in a space to have this conversation just yet. Obviously constructive feedback is great, but I think as human beings we can all tell when something is coming from an enriching, like, hey, I want the best for you off. Authentically from my heart, or when something is coming from someone, you're testing someone's boundary and you're making them feel afraid that they ha- could maybe look at life in a different way. You know what I mean?
0: Oh my God, that's totally
1: intuitive.
0: <laughs> that's actually really incredible advice, and that gives me a lot to think about, actually, because yes, as people have been perhaps getting to know different sides of me now, I. I do find myself justifying those sides. And then I guess now I'm questioning, like, why am I even doing that? <laughs> why am I even in this, you know, dialogue with you? You know what I mean? Like, I don't have to tell you why it's important to me or or what you should try. It's like, so that actually helps me a lot to reframe yeah. how I exit perhaps out of those conversations instead of engaging, trying to engage in them, you know?
1: Yeah, you can't um, convince any like one of my favorite spiritual teachers, Ram Das, he said, like you don't ever try to convince anyone who isn't ready. Like you don't try number one, you never try to convince. And number two, you don't don't speak your truth to people who aren't available to hear it. It's a waste of energy for both sides. You know what I mean?
0: Amazing. I have a final question for you, actually, that I've asked every guest on offline. Of, like, if you're sitting in your true self, like, without the labels, without the social media following, without the mystic business, who are you?
1: Wow, that's such a powerful question because I do define myself so deeply by all of that. Like, I really do. Like, even though it's spiritual in nature, and I probably quote unquote should not. Like I find so much worth and validation in being received like I, as a human being, you know, not even just for what I do, but just to have acceptance. I think that's like such a basic need. And when I'm, you know, I think the moments where I really experience myself in my totality, especially living in LA and, and not, I haven't been in a relationship in a little while are the times when I'm sick and I'm by myself. And my family's not here and I, my friends are busy and I don't have anyone to really help me. Like those moments where I'm like, wow, it's just me. Those are so profound. And those are those spaces where I realize my strength. And so in, in those moments, like all, like all I do and all I feel is just like the deepest vulnerable open love for the human experience and how challenging it is and how much I identify with my ego and my mind and, and to have moments where you have respite from that, I have to be so honest and vulnerable to say that I actually feel lost there. Like I don't know completely how to navigate that. Mm -hmm. but I do. And I, and I, and when I do come to those spaces and those moments of quiet and true aloneness, um, I just know in a deeper way that I'm supposed to be there and that Mm -hmm. that gives like light and power to every other part of my life. I have to know how to be with myself in those moments. Mm -hmm. Um, that might be a little bit roundabout way of asking, but that's such a powerful question, babe.
0: Oh, thank you so much. And I will say it's it's one even I've struggled to answer. And when I get to this part in the podcast, you know, I, it's, it's a big moment, right? Because you don't want to expose someone in that way that, you know, I don't have an answer, but that I guess is the whole thing it <laughs> it is, is that so we it don't is. need to, think to have one necessarily. And I appreciate you sharing honestly, because, you know, when I hear that, it's like you're a woman who, I totally um respect and look up to and admire and as someone who is very I guess if I can use the word evolved and in touch with yourself spiritually for you to also feel lost in it sometimes I mean that just gives us all fucking hope you know
1: <laughs> yeah because <laughs> it, it was this part of me as like the teacher as like the coach as the astrologer as the mystic that wanted to have the right answer from my ego right but then I was like no I feel lost in those moments because I I do define myself by all of that mm. and, and I and I I appreciate that I'm gonna have to like sit with that more because like those are def- like I said those are defining moments like my fa- one of my favorite poems from like I think it's from Hafiz or Rumi is they were like you know who are you when you sit alone and that's where your power is like who are you when you sit alone with yourself mm-hmm. and I'm still exploring what that is
0: I cannot thank you enough for being on my podcast oh, thank you so
1: much I'm so honored like I, I feel truthfully like this is one of the most like I just getting to speak with no holds bar. like yeah. just really getting to express my deepest truth and essence and i cannot thank you enough for asking me and i like i said we said before we jumped online that how oh my god like the moment i met you i was like who is this like power creature and the fact that you like love what i do it just means everything to me
0: oh my god that was like and we have to thank. <laughs> um, yeah. thank you for joining us for this episode of offline Visit getoffline.co to explore more episodes, the online courses I've created to help you succeed consciously, and upcoming community events. Follow getoffline.co on Instagram and me. My handle is Alison Larson Rice. Lastly, if you know someone who would benefit from hearing these honest conversations, please share offline with them.